0: hey guys welcome to the self-evident podcast it is saturday morning 9 a.m i'm mike i got my buddy Matt. what's up i finally uh, found it there it is and today we have a special guest i want you all to give a big old clappy clap clap for our brother richard who is back in the driver's seat for a week richard say hi oi, oi. <laughs> he was even dabbing for y'all with we, we, we need a camera for him just to follow him around give him a uh his own vlog, his own life story, get him on TLC, Real Richards of uh, Lakeland. Sound good? Yeah, he's good with that. Anyways, welcome, guys. Good morning. I hope you have your cup of coffee. Cheers to you. It's time to uh, get into all of it. Do not forget to check out all of our stuff, theselfevidenttruth.com slash podcast. You can check out all of our podcast stuff, theselfevidenttruth.com. You can check out all that stuff on Facebook. I want you to go to our Facebook page right now, open up a new screen, go to the Facebook page, and I want you to check out our, one of our top things is an ad that is is uh, having a lot of fireworks and fun on it. Um, it looks like there were some groups that found our ad and they're going to town. So feel free to get yourself involved, give a like, give a comment. Uh, we had some fun with it the other day, but that's what's happening, guys. As soon as you start making waves, people come out. It, it's something you have to expect. And what I'm telling you is don't be surprised when people come against you. Don't be surprised when people start making comments and, and coming after you and considering yeah. you an evil, awful person. So it's one of those things that you've got to just keep going because you're not really making change and you're not really doing anything unless you have enemies. That's a big part of it.
1: Yeah. So guys, go ahead and comment and where you're from. And, uh, you know, let's, let's, let's share this video here. Guys, this is ridiculous. We've been going live for how long now, right? Yeah. And it doesn't come on. It doesn't notify people until we're already in the podcast. So I can't find the link. I can't share it to mine. I can't tell you to go share it. I can't do a lot of things, uh, that, that I need to do. And, and so go on there and find the site and, and, and share this with your friends if you can. Uh, this is, uh, this is getting really stupid now you know what i yeah. mean it's almost like seriously dude so it's uh but so we, we we did this uh we did this ad to promote the the shirts because you know it's not about promoting likes it's about sales because we need your help go to the self and become a monthly partner right so we need your help because we we are expanding this year to do more things and and why we need your support and i'm just going to talk about it right now it's called uh the torchbearer program Why we need your support is a lot of the groups that we do cannot afford what we're doing. They can't, they can't bring us in. They can't cover costs. And so we try to group those groups into other areas that can cover some costs. And so, but that's becoming increasingly difficult to do because there's other groups that are optimal in places we haven't even been to yet. So um, our budget is very, very small and, and we're, we're totally happy about that, but we're asking God to increase it so we can do more, than what we've been doing before. So we've been to about 30, I can't even remember 35 States, probably uh, touring and, and done th- th- at least, at least a thousand events. We've done so many events, reached so many souls and people are getting the truth and people are getting set free. They're getting delivered from sin, all those other things. Hey Katie. Um, so to be a monthly partner of ours is huge for us. And we're asking you to consider it. We're asking you to, to consider partnering with us and be a part of what we know we can change. Now, there are some of you who are going to come alongside us and say, I want to do what you're doing. Praise God. I will train you. I will disciple you. I will teach you. And there's more details coming on that. Um, We may uh, my wife and I were talking about it last night about doing some kind of a university where I can show people how to do these slides and I can show you how to go out and speak and do this and uh, really get this message out there, because that's really what it's about now in 2022 for us is discipling. We want to show people we can do it. That's why January 14th and 15th, we got that Truth to Power conference. Do you have that graphic up, buddy, or not? Is is it on there? There It's a Truth to Power conference. It should be on there. If it's not, I will send it to you in a minute, and I'll talk about it later. But January 14th and 15th, we have Anthony Sabatini that's going to speak with us. But we're going to be talking about constitutional law. We're going to be talking about your rights. We're going to talk about how it applies to modern issues today. And then we have candidates that are running for office or in office that are going to train you how to run for office. And we're going to show you step by step what that's going to take and why they started running. What was their reasoning? And maybe it'll fit with you. And so it's really about discipling uh, for us this year. We really want you to be a part of of what we're doing. So partner with us, uh, theselfevidenttruth.com. Go to the donate site, make a donation or become a monthly sponsor. Guys, we are asking God for $5,000 extra a month for us to continue. So that's $5,000 a month in re- reoccurring donations. And we want you to be a part of it, whether that's a hundred people donating $50, whether that's uh, you sharing this with your friends and saying, Hey man, we want, we need to be a part of this. And you know, I want to be one person that donates five grand a, year, a, a month. That's great. You guys can help us accomplish that and do that. And uh, again, guys, let us know where you're from, share the video, uh, get us out there because we've got a lot to conquer. we got a lot to cover this year uh, in 2022, because guess what? Things are changing. But for us, that's not prophecy. That's just
0: history. Right. And we're going to get right into it because we figured we need to do an election recap. There are definitely good things and good signs in all of this. There are some things that we need to be aware of. Uh, and, And I know right now conservatives are really kind of celebrating what happened in Virginia, New Jersey, all of that. And we're going to celebrate some things in that. We're also going to point out some other things. But it's important to know, hey, what's going on? And so we compiled kind of a list of stuff that's been going on around the nation and, and give you a little bit more idea of, Hey, where's our country at? Where are we? We're in the middle of the ocean, right? That's where we are. Good. Glad I got that. Okay. So it was an interesting week in the election realm. There was some, like I said, good things, bad things. So Democrats, one mayor of New York, uh, this was Eric Adams. Now, He's pro-police, pro-law and order type of guy. So you can tell he's former police officer. You can tell that New Yorkers were like, you know what? I'm done with this whole, you know, let everybody run amok and do whatever they want thing. He's a Democrat, defeated a Republican. That's kind of expected in a city like New York. And the Democrats won a state house district in Maine. Now, the beautiful thing is that's kind of where that ended. Republicans won quite a bit. They did include a Supreme Court seat in a purple Pennsylvania and a seat in a 72% Hispanic Texas State House district. So that's interesting. 72% Hispanic, yet Republicans pulled out a win for the State House and a seat in an immigrant-heavy Brooklyn and Queens. So what you're seeing is you're seeing the clashing value systems of immigrants coming in And the very progressive liberals that are running in those districts, that's a huge win. And that's something that you can take as an encouragement that, guess what, these people that are coming in aren't necessarily just the huge socialist immigrants that they sometimes are portrayed as. You get a lot of people who have been trying to avoid a socialist country by coming here, or avoid the more progressive policies, or at least their deep religious beliefs keep them from being able to out and out support somebody like AOC. So in Minneapolis, they rejected replacing it's Minneapolis. Minneapolis. <laughs> uh, it's going to be one of those days. That city that rejected replacing me. the police with public safety. By 56% to 44%. Buffalo also had an interesting situation. We'll get to that in a couple of minutes. Now, turnout was up, which that's really important. Turnout was up compared to the past. So 27% Virginia, at least 11% New Jersey. And this was 30 to 40% in exurban areas with young families, And about 10% in inner cities. People are getting more active. And all of these races seem to be a fight over culture. Yep. Right? It's not a major national idea. It's, It's cultural, local stuff. And that's very important for us to understand is you can win the culture war. And you can be a part of that movement forward. And you'll see in the information that we've got that they're also paying attention to the local politics. And so we need to be invested in that stuff. But let's get started in Virginia. So this was probably the one that everybody was talking about the most, probably the most exciting for the conservatives. And people are really seeing it as a uh, bellwether of what's to come. So what happened? Let's go to slide number one. Glenn Youngkin defeated Terry McAuliffe. Now, You notice McAuliffe's just buddying up to Biden. But McAuliffe McAuliffe is a Clintonite, close, close friends with Bill and Hillary, and he's an establishment, well-connected Democrat who really did not endear himself to the people of Virginia. And there was this moment that kind of encapsulated how he really feels and turned the voters off. When he was in a debate, he said, "I don't think parents should be telling schools what they should teach." Yeah, <laughs> that's a way to win a, a campaign. Yeah, yeah. So
1: you're going to get told a lot that this was racial, and you saw uh, Joy Reid or whatever her name was on uh was it CNN or I don't know, MSNBC? Yeah. That we got to let people know these people are dangerous. You know, the the new lieutenant governor of Virginia, all these other, these people are dangerous. But the reality is you can't keep pushing parents and not expect backlash. You can't keep pushing the American people because ingrained in them is this word called liberty and freedom. Not submission in them, in them is ingrained this thing called liberty. Since we were kids, all of us were taught we're in the freest nation on earth. Since we were kids, we were taught, man, we had a bloody revolution. So we don't know the Constitution a lot. We don't know a lot of these different things, but we do know this. I have liberty, and I'm supposed to be free. Why are you now getting involved in things that you shouldn't be involved in? You know what I mean? One of the big things that we're going to be talking about, too, and and I'm, I'm not trying to get off on a tangent, but hear me out on this. You know, there's always been vaccine mandates we hear. There's always been these things. Government's always been involved. And it's like just because they were doing it does not mean it was legal and right. And that's why maybe it took this for people to wake up and say, why is government involved in vaccines in the first place? Why is government involved in telling you how you should do
0: healthcare in the first place? Why is government passing all these bills in the first place? You know what I mean? And I think where people are are really starting to activate is if you keep insulting them, there's no reason for them to continue to support you. And it's it's almost that. They're they're beating you, hoping that you'll just lay down and submit to them. But I think people are really sick of it. People are they really, really are sick dude. of always being called racist, always become being called you know uh, homophobic, sexist, transgenderist, whatever. Yep. And and these parents are starting to stand up. Guys, uh, go ahead and share the
1: video. Get on your get on here. Get some friends on here. Let's start asking some questions. Um, and and this is really where it's coming down to is we we want to throw scripture at this. We're going to show you. Uh, different things scripturally, what's wrong, and all these other things. But what we're doing is giving answers and how we can stand against this stuff, because it's not enough for us to give information and knowledge. It's for us to teach you how to stand, just like we are. Uh, someone just asked me yesterday if I, if I could run for governor of Florida when DeSantis runs for president. I would do it. I would, I would totally do it. The problem is I don't have a name, and, and of course, God can do anything he wants, but I would totally do it. If that's what it took for us to get the state st- straight, to reserve the power back to the people, get rid of emergency powers, I would do it. Right. Do you know what I mean? If that's what it took. And and God's raising up other leaders, too, to take this on, though, too, right? S- same thing with you. I could totally see you being a congressman. Actually, I could see you being the president because you're white. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Whatever gets me to the top, I mean, I'll take oh, it.
1: Oh, because
0: he's white, folks. <laughs> Just don't tell Ibram Kendi that I could uh, claim black (laughs) on my college application to get in. He's the new white face (laughs) of Florida. So, uh, you know, McAuliffe, he doesn't understand optics. And uh, as we covered, so there's been a, we've covered this previously. There's been a lot of controversy surrounding (laughs) school boards, right? And parents are stepping up to the plate. In the exit poll, 84% said that parents should have a lot or some say in what schools teach. Only 13% said little or none. People know they're supposed to be involved. So don't ever let somebody tell you you're not supposed to be involved in this. That's authority trying to grab onto power. You should always be involved in what you're, what's going on in your kids' schools. They are not experts that can tell you you don't know what you're talking about. Get out of here. They're not. They're human beings with a little bit extra knowledge than maybe some of us. But it doesn't mean they're right. You can have two people with the same IQ who are diametrically opposed on a position. Opposed. Right? So that's something that... (laughs) You're coming after me today. No, I'm not. I'm having fun (laughs) with you, man. So you you can have two people who are at the same IQ level completely opposed to each other. So it doesn't mean that just because you have a high IQ level, you're right. Right. It doesn't mean just because the way you see things and you happen to be in a position of authority. You're right. We have to stop looking at our government officials as those who know all good things and us just as the dumb plebs. You can have knowledge that they don't have, especially because the higher up you get, the more likely you are to see in a biased lens. Because you've been going this path for so long, and it's it's a, a confirmation by a system that builds on itself, so that then you look back, and you go, well, obviously this is a path. When we're so quick to push away any information that contradicts yeah, yeah, our yeah, information, yeah. right? Yeah, all of us do that. Yep, totally. All of us, and especially those who establish themselves on a system of thought or ideology, they're more likely to avoid the stuff that might uh, reduce their authority, their power, their respect. So don't look at your government officials as the ones who know all, see all. They're human beings who got put into a position of power because they spent a lot of money on a campaign. Now, sometimes you can win a campaign without a lot of money, but we'll get back to that.
1: just want to say good morning, Heather Rossi on uh, YouTube. Thank you for tuning in, guys. Uh, all of you this morning, keep sharing the video. Get that algorithm going because it's what's needed. So.
0: Uh McAuliffe also uh very abortion heavy, all of that. Of course. Um, he he was claiming Roe v. Wade will get overturned if the Texas Heartbeat Act is up to Supreme Court. Which Roe v. Wade is not
1: law in the not first law. place. Supreme Court can't make law. Supreme Court can't tell you that you can kill babies and take life. They have no arbitrary authority to do that. They don't even know when life begins. Actually, yes, they do. They say follow the science, but science is already telling them that within 18 days, a baby has a heartbeat. If it's not a life, why do you have to terminate it? Think about this. So this is how we fight against this now. They got to quit saying that it's constitutional law. It is not. They took it from the 14th Amendment, and it's not law. Wait, not the 13th? Yeah, (laughs) this guy said it was the 13th Amendment. They said it was a 14th Amendment, and if you read the 14th Amendment, it actually says you cannot deprive someone of life, liberty, or property without due process of law. So they even screwed that up. As a matter of fact, I have quotes from liberal professors that say uh, they pulled us out of the constitutional ether. That it wasn't even law. There's, It's barely coherent, they said. Roe Ro is barely coherent. We have to stand on top of this stuff. We have to stand on top of this stuff and make sure that we're standing against it. Because when they say it's going to be overturned, it never should have been turned.
0: Never should have happened.
1: The government does not have the authority to rule on life. That is that is in the Declaration of Independence, which is the seedbed of the Constitution. It's the foundation of the Constitution. See? I like 1776 America, except for slavery, because slavery never should have happened. No. You, you, you feel me? I like, I like those principles and topics where we let people be free. They should have never allowed slavery. We all know that. It's obvious. That's one of those stains on America. We all know that, right? But when they're saying people that the 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 free authority or the authority is laid in the free, free <laughs> the authority is laid in the freaking consent <laughs> of the people. I mean, come on, it's nine o'clock, man. Yeah, this, yeah. This give me a, give me some sympathy. Listen to me. Pew pew. Oh no. Pew pew pew. I just spilled coffee Whoa. everywhere. I spilled coffee everywhere. <laughs> what is going anyway, on? So here? guys, here we go. Here we go.
0: <laughs> so let's get into a slide number two. We're going to move ahead to Winsome Sears, who won the lieutenant governor position. She looks very uh, white, old white male, doesn't she? Yes, yes, completely old white male,
1: super white male. Look at her,
0: <laughs> black Jamaican immigrant named Winsome Sears.
1: It's related to, related to the whitest guy I know,
0: right? Well, you want to know how she was described by two black people on MSNBC? Michael Eric Dyson described her as a black mouth moving, but a white idea running on the runway of the tongue of a figure who justifies and legitimates the white supremacist practices. This is one of those guys that I think spends way too much time in his office on a university campus. Right, right, right,
1: right, 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 right.
0: And gets paid a lot of money to do this type of logic.
1: Heather, thank you. She said, thank you guys for your perseverance. That's awesome. Appreciate Appreciate that. that.
0: Yeah, for for real. So my point is, keep talking like this. Keep talking like this, because more and more people are getting sick of hearing this stuff. They really
1: are. They're getting tired of this, because how far does racism go? Listen, let's let's just go with the Democratic Party, who's literally calling out racism for everything. They called Larry Elder in California the new blackface. It was a New York Times op-ed that he's the new blackface of the conservative movement. The blackface. Which can now you, they're
0: going to paint Sears as that. But right? can
1: you imagine? Can you imagine? And we're not, you guys, we're saying it again. We're not Republican or Democrat. Not because we ride the fence, but because there's problems in both sides and we can't ascribe allegiance to either. Right, And we got to fix both sides. We have as a matter of fact, there should never be a side. It should be constitutional, right? So imagine if a Republican called someone else the new black face of the Democrat Party. Can you imagine what would happen? Can you imagine that? Yeah. So you're saying that Larry Elder has no brains and that he's complying with racism. You're saying this lady, uh, uh, the, the Lieutenant governor of Virginia doesn't have any brains and she, she just, she just goes along with she, racism.
0: Exactly. And Cause, that's
1: because she, she just, she doesn't know. She doesn't understand what Democrats, she doesn't understand what we're dealing with. So she's going along with KKK subversalists and, and, and Joy Reid is saying, you know, This is dangerous. This party's dangerous. They're not disagreeing with us on tax policy. They're just dangerous people. We need to say that kind of stuff. And it's like, who is dangerous when you're showing pornography to kids in public schools, which you shouldn't report it to the school. You should report it to the authorities. Right. Who's who's bad or who's who's dangerous when we're allowing parents to justify rape and say, well, it should have been that the the, the victim should have should have uh, screamed louder and kicked more. And we're justifying the rapist instead of the person getting who's the
0: victim. Which, of course, was the mother of the rapist. Yes. Coming out and saying, well, she, you know, they were already consensual and she just, you know, what? And the (laughs) fact
1: that you justify those kind of bathrooms for for your son, for your son to go into. In a skirt.
0: Right. (laughs) Which shows you all the problem already. (laughs) Who's
1: who's changing sex narratives? Who's changing? Who's passing trillions of dollars of spending and passing it on to our kids? Who's dangerous? Who's dangerously telling us that socialism is good in a republic? Who's telling us that I should harpoon my kids so that they could die with a vaccine? Because we're not talking about that. Who's dangerous? Who's dangerous enough to say, we're getting tired of this now. Our patience is wearing thin.
0: Who are you talking to, Biden? You know, one thing that just hit me is, so they... they there's this presentation that the conservatives are the most dangerous people for their kids and and for society and for culture and all of that but what conservatives are arguing for is liberty right so so everybody's making their well-informed or not well-informed decision however you want to paint it whereas the government and progressives are saying we want this mandate here we want everybody to comply to this but what if you're wrong? Now, if the conservatives wrong, there's a small group of people who who uh, suffer from that. And what the, the left always says is, well, that small group is going to affect the whole. So we need to affect the whole in order to save the small group. But if you're wrong now, all of a sudden what you're affecting is the whole the big group. This is the whole idea of why the states were so important. The states were supposed to be petri dishes of republicanism, right? They they were supposed to be experiments because that way, if one of them fails, it doesn't affect everybody else. But once you get a a fully powerful central government that's making all of the decisions for everybody, if they make the wrong decision, everybody's affected.
1: But are they though? Because this is something I, I posted yesterday. Think about this, right? Let's just talk about a, a vaccine for a minute. But this happens with every single bill because who's to blame? Well, it's just a—it's the it's overarching government, right? But watch this: the manufacturer is not responsible. The government is not responsible. The vax—the uh, uh, the, the vax—mandating uh, doctor is not responsible. But if you're not vaccinated, somehow
0: you're irresponsible, right? And that's—that's that's the most dangerous part of this is. Nobody will take responsibility when the decision is wrong, yet they're forcing the decision on everybody. And not just in man, vaccine mandates, but taxes. But does, yes, taxes, I was going right? to say, doesn't that happen with yeah. bills now? Yeah. That They just
1: pass it and it's like, now it's on everybody. Now yeah. we're going to go tax people who are trying to get away with paying taxes.
0: So now we all suffer if it fails, as opposed to if we allow people to get together and make their own decisions for themselves. All of a sudden, you're helping insulate yourself. The decisions that Los Angeles makes when they make their own decisions do not affect us over in Florida, at least for 99.9% of the time. You make your own decisions. We'll make our own. Yep. That's why we love DeSantis here in Florida is because he's like, no, I'm going to make my own decisions. I'm not going to allow you to make decisions for me. That's right. And that's, that's what we need to grasp a hold of is in your local government, you need to be making your own decisions yep. for your local governments right. You can't keep looking to the federal government and saying, make all of our decisions for us. And you know how they do that?
1: Funding. Well, they do it. They, they also they do it through funding. And then they also do it and they depend on they depend on they depend on folks, your ignorance. They depend on you being constitutionally illiterate for them to continue to do what they do. And if you're not paying attention, if you don't understand what law is and what our Constitution is supposed to do, they will continue to power grab because they're depending on ignorance. As a matter of fact, as Biden got elected, they all said it. We don't have the authority to mandate vaccines. It'd be stupid for us to mandate vaccines. All of a sudden they're doing it. Why? Why? Because they depended on the ignorance of the people. They depended on safety because there's a clause of safety in the Constitution what is keeping me safe with a vax or a virus that has a 99 success rate see what I'm saying they do this and and they always contrive this stuff dude matter of fact I was watching a video last night about how they contrived the, the polio vaccine and all these other things and it's TC fry he was talking about how the CDC literally does this this is what they do they they, they blow things out of proportion get people vaccinated but they don't tell you about the deaths of the vaccines that, that they created they don't tell you about all these you know AIDS like the the whole AIDS pandemic and stuff. He goes, they don't tell you the deaths that had created because of the medications they were putting people on vaccines and all this other stuff. So they just keep doing it.
0: And that goes back to the whole confirmation bias idea. Once you're in it and, and these people, I understand what's going on for a lot of them is they're getting paid to do this. Okay. Right now just walk with me here. They're getting paid to do this. And so naturally what happens is confirmation bias as soon as information that contradicts the decision they've made, they don't want to go down that road because what that means is they maybe made the wrong decision, and especially if you want to enforce compliance. I was telling somebody uh, yesterday what th- we were talking about, all of this mandate stuff and all of that. And what they keep saying is compliance, compliance, compliance. And what I th- what I believe is going on, because somebody said, well, it's it's um, uh, what do you call it? trying to thin out the herds depopulation oh, yeah yeah, yeah. Uh, uh, eugenics, um, eugenics yeah. they uh, you know their relative said it's a eugenics it's it's like concentrated eugenics i don't go that far i i don't need an illuminati big grand conspiracy on I, that i what do, i
1: but, <laughs> but but you and i you and i may not agree on that but what
0: I what, I what i believe is going on is once once you're in that position you want people to comply And so it's not even about whether or not it's the best answer. It's about whether or not people will follow you and listen to you. So what I see it as is it's more so a bunch of people in power going, well, they're not listening to us. They're not obeying. I'm going to make them obey. I'm going to do what I need to do. And they're even forgetting the reason of the whole supposed original intent of the movement, right? The original intent supposedly was safety and health. That's not the original. That's not the intent. The intent is the intent government. Is yeah,
1: yeah, exactly. Yeah. So what happens now with governments, now that they took this step, they can take it farther. you exactly. see what I'm saying? Now they know they can go this far with people until we push back, right. right? But I want you guys to know, Mike and I don't always agree on everything and that we're both extremely liberty-minded. And so what I love about us both is that we both debate these things too. Like how far do we go with this? What are we talking about with that? So you're not going to get two guys that just agree on everything. We're going to talk about constitutionally and liberty-minded wise, how to keep these things in check. And so... That's what I love about having him as a, as a host and as a friend is we both clash because it's important to have those meeting of the mind ideas. Guys, I want you to do me a favor. Comment below where you're from and what your state is facing as far as mandates and what's unconstitutional. Uh, and who, who are you looking forward to, to, to elect in 2022 for your state races? So why don't you guys go ahead and comment below. Let's get those comments going um, and what you guys want to see
0: more from us. So let's move to New Jersey. So let's go to slide number three. So the Senate president, Steve Sweeney, he was in leadership since 2010, in the Senate since 2002. He lost to a commercial truck driver. Now, obviously, media is using that as a complete slam on this guy, Ed Durr. Uh, It's just some stupid commercial truck driver. Yeah, Yeah, well, he just just, uh, ousted a very powerful politician. Wasn't AOC just (laughs) a bartender? Right, right. Look what that, they're doing. It's, it's grassroots, right? Let's let's make fun of the grassroots. So, this guy spent this is what I love. It's it's claimed he spent a total of about $153 to win this election. <laughs> I want you to hear that. We hear about tens of millions of dollars for state seats. This guy spends 153 bucks. <laughs> An ouse, a leadership established guy. Hundred fifty, awesome. I think if you canceled your Dish membership, you could (laughs) run for state seat. Do it. You don't need that trash, anyways. Like, well, I can't. I can't afford that. You know that Dish is one hundred and thirty. Well, stop going to Starbucks for a month, and suddenly you can win a seat. Can become (laughs) Senate president. Do it dude
1: that romantic dinner you wanted to take your wife on cancel it cancel go it. run for go time. run
0: seriously how cool is that and i i of course the day after tweets come out about offensive things i want you guys to hear these offensive things this guy said this guy is you honestly this guy is you he said uh islam is a <laughs> false religion and muhammad was a pedophile i mean he's not wrong <laughs> facts are facts uh he also downplayed the January 6th crap. Uh he shared an image comparing the atrocities suffered by the Jewish people at the hands of the Nazis during World War II to mandates imposed during the pandemic with the caption, with every step toward tyranny, the further we are from freedom. Wasn't there somebody else that did that that got shellacked for that? That meme or message, whatever. Uh, Another post from January criticized Vice President Kamala Harris and suggested she was only sworn into office because of her race and gender. (gasps) Oh, the horror! (laughs) (laughs) Or the truth. The horror of the truth! Do you guys remember when uh,
1: Hillary Clinton was running and she lost the election? Which is why I didn't like... Guys just like I was like, okay, Biden lost Biden won, supposedly, whatever.
0: The the most secure election ever in the history with 81 million votes, the most votes ever for a president. That's that's celebration time, guys. That's beautiful. Biden
1: (laughs) (laughs) But do you guys remember when Hillary Clinton
0: lost? She was like,
1: It's because I'm a woman. It's all because I'm a woman. They don't want a woman president and woman
0: this and woman that. Yet They were, when they thought she had won, first woman president, woman president, first female major candidate.
1: It has nothing to do anymore. Listen, do you remember the debates when Biden and Harris went at each other, and she was attacking him, and he was going after her? And it was pretty bad, you know what I mean? The the stuff they were accusing each other of. All of a sudden, Tulsi Gabbard comes on and starts firing against Kamala Harris. She couldn't answer any of the questions back. She did terrible at the debates, and all of a sudden, now she's vice president. Right? Don't tell me this wasn't about race. and I don't care what you say.
0: Kamala Harris uh, dropped out with, what, 1% of the support and now is suddenly vice president. You're telling me that's on merit? I have a better record than Kamala Harris. Pick me. That's right. That's right. Uh, Durr also said he had one tweet. Muhammad was a pedophile. Islam is a false religion. Only fools follow Muslim religion. It is a cult of hate. Beam, 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 beam. <laughs> I'm going to leave that one there. Uh, I want to tackle Seattle. Let's go to Seattle because I, I think something. Everywhere. Yeah, you did. I'm still right. looking at all those spots. Slide number I four. Have, I don't have a towel to wipe it off. <laughs> Use your shirt. <laughs> uh, slide number four. Let's go to it. We've got Ann Davison, who won against Nicole Thomas Kennedy for Seattle's city attorney position. Now, this is interesting. Ann ran for a city council seat in 2019, she ran for lieutenant governor as a Republican. She stayed, she left the Democrat party and some believe she's probably held conservative views for a while. And just finally, you know, it's almost probably like a mansion thing where the party's more leaving them than them leaving the party. A lot
1: of them are thinking, did you see how many Democrats weren't for this recent bill that was passed? Right. A lot of Democrats are like, dude, this is crazy. What's going on here? Because they're that old school Democrat. They didn't want big government expansion. I bet you a lot of them are like, okay, well, I guess, you know, like they're right. You see what I'm saying? So that's why we need to keep praying for those in Congress and Senate, because there are people who are like, I'm blind. I don't know. I don't know what to do. This is where God can get a hold of those people. Right. And set
0: them on the right path. Right. So why was why was Davison important? We have to actually look at Thomas Kennedy and see who she was to to show why this was a referendum. Thomas Kennedy described herself as an abolitionist by eliminating the prosecution of misdemeanor crimes eliminating the prosecution of misdemeanor crimes. San Francisco, how's that working out for you? (laughs) I mean, Walgreens has only closed 22 stores now because they can't keep up with all the theft. Um, She uh, defended progressive tax laws. She wanted to sue oil companies. She worked to abolish the voter approved ban on affirmative action in Seattle Meanwhile, she made several comments about the police that did not make her look good to the public. So in several tweets from 2020, uh, she said she had a rabid hatred of police and called them crybabies and serial killers. That's a really good way to become a city attorney. She replied in a holiday message from the Seattle Police Department with a tweet that included the line, Eat some COVID laced mm, and quit your jobs. Happy holidays. Uh, seems like a very joyful person to be around during the holidays she also called a person who detonated an explosive device near the department's east precinct a hero this was somebody running for the city attorney this is why your local elections are so important because somebody (laughs) like this can run exactly and can very much change the direction of the city Look at Pete Holmes, who was the old city attorney. He didn't even win in the primaries. He's the one who allowed the BLM riots to just blast through and the Antifa stuff and all of that. These people can get into office. We can.
1: If if you're willing to take a stand and actually throw some sanity in there, sanity, where it's like, okay, look, there's obviously freedom. People should protest, blah, blah, blah. They should be able to do those things. I'm not discounting what BLM is doing. I'm not discounting anybody. I think they all have a voice. And, and if they think that they're right, they're going to protest. And I think we should allow that kind of stuff. Do I agree with their protests? No, not at all. Um, do I think that there's racism that exists? Of course, it's hatred. It's in the heart of man. But to let them take over straight up city blocks, mm-hmm. you, you just cross craw- you. I mean, that's just asinine what they did and what they allowed. Of course, the people are going to say this, dude's crazy. And they would never show you that in the media. They don't tell you how those cities are doing now. They don't ever talk about that stuff, right? They talk about what's going on. Uh, you know, oh my gosh, uh, the new black face of Virginia is here and how dangerous Republicans are. Right. And But they don't talk to you about the BLM founders who just bought another house. They don't talk about, I'm serious, they just bought another house. Oh, the wealth amassing and growing. Socialists, the socialism policies are great when the poor people become rich. Those who started. Socialism policies are great except when you're the one who suffers and the ones who started are the richest ones that's why politicians love socialism because they're, they're they're the ones why are public officials exempt from a lot of these mandates up
0: in washington funny huh how come they have Look congressional- back to obamacare right H-
1: yeah carve themselves out of that's it. right their congressional immunity how come they can get off of speeding tickets and things like that with congressional immunity how come they can have three or four houses but they condemn others who have three or four houses How come they they can drive an Audi R8s, Bernie Sanders, Right, but we condemn others for doing it?
0: (laughs) And Sanders, you know, originally was the millionaires and billionaires. Oh, I have millions. The billionaires. As soon as he became a millionaire, it's just the billionaires, right? Of course. Of course. It's always somebody else. It's you got to avoid yourself, right? And the millionaire is playing the victim. Of course. <laughs> He's the victim. Are you, I mean, seriously, that's
1: what's <laughs> happening is those who play the victim. Are, it's like the champions are the ones that
0: become the rich ones. The ones who champion it become the rich ones. Yeah, it, it pays. You look at guys like Al Sharpton or Imbram, uh Kendi. You you look at the BLM ladies, uh, Patrice Kluwer. All of these people suddenly are making tons of money. Tons of money. It's very... Convenient to be a victim today, isn't it? Very convenient to be oppressed because you get Colin Kaepernick. He he's the one who comes out. I'm, I'm going on a trail for a go second. Go for it. He's dude. the one who comes out. I love when you go on trail and says that playing in the NFL is akin to chattel slavery. Playing in the NFL, something that little boys grow up dreaming of giving all of their blood, sweat, and tears to working so hard to get to why, because they want to get those big contracts to make a lot of money, which mind you, Colin Kaepernick until what last year was trying so hard to get back into, you wanted to get back into chattel slavery, Isn't that funny how once they decided you're worthless, now all of a sudden, well, it's just chattel slavery. Yeah, but up until then, it was something that you should have been allowed into. Aspired to, ascribed to, and now the
1: NFL is cracking down on different things like emails or describing. You know what we're seeing more and more of is why people are not willing. They're not willing to take a stand on what's principle anymore, but they're willing to take a stand on a victim. I should say, forgive me that. Forgive me for that. Let's let's backtrack for a little bit. The victim mentality, because there are real victims out there, right? The oppression. but. When a rich man can say he's a victim,
0: you see what I'm saying? And we we cannot hold these people up and, and hear me out on this. And this is why I say this. We cannot hold the victim mentality up and honor it because being a victim is something has happened to you or you, you've gone through suffering. You've gone through a situation. You've gone through pain, trial, whatever okay, something has happened to you from your environment, from your situation, from your experience. Understandable. The problem is we lift, we're now lifting people up and saying, hero, no, that's not a hero. What a hero is, is somebody who takes all of that yet still overcomes all of it and then goes back and helps other people through the testimonial lessons that they learned. The hero is a person we uphold who doesn't care about the sufferings and trials that they went through, they just wanted to get through it. You want to know the difference between a victim and a hero? A hero stops talking about all of the pain and problems and sufferings because they've already conquered it. A hero looks back and goes, I went through this. Let me help you get forward. Or let me protect you in a certain way because I made it through this. A victim is somebody who takes all of that and goes, I'm so oppressed, I've been pushed down, this has happened to me, they're holding me down. You, you notice a victim will always talk in present tense. Exactly. A victim always talks in present tense. And a lot of these people, especially the Kaepernicks and all those other people, notice they still talk in present tense.
1: They do, as if somehow
0: they're oppressed. And I, I, we're, we're gonna,
1: I'm, I'm going to take this a little bit further we we have a post out there that we had put <clears throat> out there and it's getting a lot of traction as far as from the, the, the left side. Right. Right. And they're saying to us, Oh, look at these poor oppressed Republicans, which we're not, I, I just look at these at poor Trumpsters, <laughs> which we weren't uh, all these other things. But they say that we're the ones playing the victim because we don't, you know, we don't want government for us. And you know, we're, we're, we're crying about it and stuff like that. Uh, we're going to say something to you. Victims. Don't complain. Victims. Uh, let me say it this way. Victims who are real victims don't say much. Right. right. They're very quiet. They're close right. to the vest.
0: Because it's actually deeply affected them.
1: Right. People who complain and become nagging about their complaining are brats. People who know oppression and stand against it are patriots. We stand against it. We're doing something about it. And guess what? Socialism steals, kills, and destroys This is this is reality, folks. Socialism steals, kills and destroys. And that's straight from the pit of hell. And anybody can tell you that you're a victim when you say that. But you're not because I know what it did to millions of people. Just do your homework in history. What I don't understand is we can talk about prophecy. We can talk about history. We can talk about all these things. But if you just do your own homework, you'll see governments only want power. That's what this this whole thing we're talking about here is changing narratives. Turn the Republicans into racist, dangerous, bloodthirsty, hateful people. Right? What did they do to the Jews in in, in, in Nazi Germany? Right. Those Jews are the rich, oppressive. They hate you. Uh, they, they 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 they'll never help the poor. Uh, they, they're racists. They don't want to hang out with you. They're seclusion. I mean, the stuff that was thrown against the Jews. Just look it up.
0: Yeah. And we were having that conversation the other day and people get sick of making this comparison to Nazi Germany for good reason. But when you start looking at how a culture is talking about a certain group of people, you start to see patterns. And what he's, he's alluding to is this idea of when you've castigated a group of people as dirty, unwashed, as dangerous for society, as you cast them as those in control that need to be pulled down, as those who deserve to have their stuff taken from them, as those who don't have a right to have their own or or have their children, that kind of thing, you start creating this mentality of us versus them. And what's going on right now is an us versus them thing. And this is, once again, this is why the local stuff is so important. So we had some section in here. We're, we're getting late on time. So I'm just going to quick recap this idea. The Democratic Socialists of America ran 32 candidates in local elections, and they're claiming a 69% success rate. So why does this matter? They're playing the long game. They even said uh, in a city called Somerville in Massachusetts, they stated our goal is to take over Somerville and start implementing a green new deal for Somerville, free transit, defunding the police, create affordable housing, bring back rent control. This is from DSA spokesperson, Seth Gordon. That's their goal. It's their game plan. We're going to overwhelm. We're going to slowly take over these seats. We're going to take over city council by city council. We're going to change from the little to the big. We've got to fight them on that realm. We can't just look at the presidency and say, one man's going to save us. Because we did that with Trump. We as a nation did that with Trump and said he'll fix everything. But the beautiful part is people are waking up to their local politics. That's why Loudoun County has been in the news for so long. Because people are waking up and people are making a stink about everything going on. That's why you see all over on these school boards, people are waking up. They're complaining. They're saying, no, 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 no. I'm done with you deciding that uh, sex ed for my five-year-old is vital. I just saw an article today talking about pole dancing for kids. Where does that lead? Where does that lead? And of course, it says age-appropriate. Oh, you know, because that doesn't quickly lead down the path. This culture war is on your doorstep. And the beautiful part is you still have time. You do. You still have time.
1: We're still breathing, folks. I think, again, I'm going to give you guys some hope. This is not something where we got to keep saying, it's the judgment of God. Oh, my gosh. It's judgment on America. Cool. To me, this is the mercy of God. All this crap that's happening right now is the mercy of the Lord. Listen to me closely. The mercy of God was the—when when mercy came upon your life, he showed you the severity of your sin. Read Romans 7, that the law came and made my sin exceedingly sinful, he said, before I converted to Christ. The law was holy, just, and good, and it made my sin exceedingly sinful. What we're seeing in America today is being exposed, exposed, exposed if you can't see what god is doing he's showing us how corrupt things have become so we can stand and pray against it so we can go out and be the light against it so we can stand against corruption so we can be the ones to say lord if you did it once in hebrews again you can do it again in our nation if you did it once 235 40 years ago you can do it again there's hope here this isn't doom and gloom stuff to us this is legit where god can move again he can move in authority and power again. We can do this, guys. We can. And it may be just a few of you. So what? We got we have the power in the name of Jesus. We have the authority by God to tell them they don't have the right to take from us what God has already given us. This is why this it should almost be our tagline. We don't fight to get our freedom back. We fight because we are free. And no man has the right. No one in this earth has the right to take away from you what God has given you. There is hope, folks. This is why we do these podcasts. This is why we go out and speak. It's not because we want to show you how terrible government is. It's because we're showing you what you can do to stand against a terrible government, to stand against corruption, that they're just men like you and I. But when when they're corrupt, they don't have the power of the Holy Ghost. They don't have the power of God on their side. They don't have the miracle-working God. They don't have the God that's the waymaker. They don't have the God that destroyed Egypt and took off. They have, they don't have our God. They don't, they have false gods who are themselves or their stupid bohemian grove crap. Yeah, I said it. They're, they're worshiping. A lot of these guys are in some kind of occultism and they don't even know it. Cause it's demonic what they're practicing because it's deceitful. Everything, you notice how what they do is deceitful, dude. And this gets old. And so it's on us now. We have the hope within us, man. Scripture's clear. If we stand, he will will deliver us. If we stand, if we're willing to take him at his word. Look, Mike and I know this both. It's impossible. It's impossible what we're doing. It's impossible. It's supposed to be, folks. It's supposed to be impossible. That's, That's where faith begins, is in the impossible.
0: I want to switch topics for a second. So we were going to do the infrastructure stuff, but I, I feel like this is kind of that moment for it. And I had put at the end of the podcast map that I wanted to do a life lessons thing. And I like doing these segments because I think they, they connect with you guys and they give you a sense of kind of where we're at because we're human beings and and we're normal guys. And I think sometimes when somebody has a microphone and they have a camera, all of a sudden there's, there's a sense of, oh, they know what's going on. And then there's an othering that happens, but we deal with the same stuff you do. We really do. Um, Every day we're, we're going through it one way or another, just like you are. And I think Massey and I both, and then I'll go first for my life lesson. We're both going through a shift of mindset. And it's this, this burning off of old mindsets that's so important. And I know for me, it's, it's very much that sense of burning off of, of limitation. And when you work in a system of limitation, what happens is you decide, well, this is the way it is. So that's only the way it's going to be. When in reality, you're limiting yourself. And it's, it's the yep. same thing with faith. Yep. we tend to say lord you need to give me the faith because I can't do it without the faith but the thing is you have to step into the faith that he's given you as well there's there's a symbiotic relationship with that and I've, I've said before like it used to be for me that i would I would be told you can't do it God's the only one who can do it he has to do it all you can you can do nothing of yourself so to me that was like okay I, I guess I have to sit on the couch and just wait and God'll do it all but at some point, you need to say yes. At some point, Abraham had to actually make the step out his door and out into the wilderness. At some point, Gideon had to get up and step out and start the fight. At some point, David had to make his move and start moving forward. Yep. Everybody has to make their steps. And when you walk in a lack of faith, when you, you don't allow yourself to move forward in faith, because why? We feel like we're being dishonest to ourselves. We tell ourselves, I can't have faith in that because I haven't seen the evidence in order to be able to have faith in it. Well, sometimes you're being asked to step out in faith before the evidence produces itself, Exactly, and you have to grow in that faith, and the evidence will produce itself as you walk. Gideon did not step out with evidence of what he could do for his nation. There was no evidence there. The only evidence he had was to hide and cower. The only evidence he had was how powerful the invaders were. But he had to make the step and trust the Lord. Moses had no evidence outside of the burning bush of what God could do. He had to step and then trust with faith what the Lord would do. And so I say this of you got to get outside of limiting yourself and you got to change your mindset. It's time to change your mindset and decide you know what? It's all stacked against me, but God can do. Yep. It's all stacked against me, but there are other people who have overcome a lot worse than what I have. And remind yourself that you will have other people that come alongside come on, you. Heather. You are not alone. You're not alone in this. You think you are because they tell you all the time, you're alone, you're crazy, you're weird. You're, you're, nobody else thinks like you. You need to just shut up because everybody's decided you're completely wrong. They're doing that so that you get discouraged and not stand up it is time to stand up It's time to change your yep, mindset yep. It's time to determine you know what I can go a lot further and do a lot more than what I'm telling myself I can
1: so yeah definitely a life lesson for for, for him for both of us actually is that very thing is learning that uh, uh, stepping out is huge but also there's another one um, I think never be to the point where you're not open to cor- be corrected always be pliable moldable <clears throat> always be meek. Meek means teachable too, not just not just temperate power, but it also means teachable. And what I mean by that is so evident has been going for almost 8 years. We we I mean we're walking in our 8th year now. Uh, I think 7th or 8th year. My wife and I have been talking about this. Mike and I have been talking about this. How much my mindset has changed from 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 thinking I was doing something right when I wasn't. It's not wrong what I was doing or how I was thinking about our ministry. It was I was limiting God in our, in, our, in our ministry, and I don't want to do that anymore. So getting around guys like Joseph Zupitz, if you guys go to uh, uh, jo- uh, josephz.com and uh, some of those guys, uh, we were up at a, at a conference in Colorado, and he really just shifted my mindset uh, and, and stuff like that. So <clears throat> that, that correction is important and necessary, and you have to take correction from people who have fruit in their life. Be careful when people try to correct you on things, but they don't have the fruit to show for it. Those, are, those people are called consultants. They're, those people, they and, and don't tell your dreams to people who can't elevate your thinking to get you to where your dream is going as far as like what God is putting on your heart. Be careful who you impart your dream to or your vision to because people will limit your vision if they don't have the faith that you're asking God for. Does this make sense? And so correction came in a lot of ways to me, and it really hurt uh, because it was like, dang, I thought I was doing this right, and apparently I wasn't. And again, what I wasn't doing was what I, what I was doing necessarily wasn't wrong. It was just limiting God on where we needed to go with self-evident. And now we're doing it. And now we're walking in it. We're going to see the fruit of it by the grace of God. Guys, look, we have seven years of fruit under our belts. We're not telling you things we just learned yesterday. We're telling you things that have been ingrained in us for a long time, right? Um, if you can show those graphics real quick, uh, we have a Truth to Power conference coming up. This is a free conference, guys. We want all of you to be a part of. You see that? It's actually going to be held here uh, in... Florida. So you guys, there's a link down below, sign up for the conference, a free event. Um, <clears throat> we're going to have some different guest speakers come uh, to be a part of it, but it's going to be us, uh, Mike and I talking literally about how to use the constitution against government now, because they've been using it against the people for so long. We have to use it against government, restraint government authority. So when us, when, if we ever run for government office here, uh, we're using it against ourselves. That's the point. Um, We're going to have Anthony Sabatini. Did you, did you have that other graphic on there too? I sent you two of them. Okay. So you didn't do the second. So we have representative Anthony, Anthony Sabatini coming. He's going to be our main speaker. We want you guys to sign up because this is going to teach you how to get involved, how to be a part of the change and how to help candidates. If you don't want to be a candidate, go help other candidates do this thing. Are you good at social media? They need you. Are you good at raising money? They need you, right? Because this is what it's going to take is for all of us to get involved now. And I'm noticing it's a lot of the moms that are getting involved, which is great. Uh, Men, it's time for us to get involved, too, because we can do this thing. What I'm telling you is my life lesson is this. Be open to correction. Be open to be told, hey, this is wrong. Be open to be told you need to change this. Because I think a lot of us can get into a a track of what our vision is. And then someone around you who is at a different level than you, who is higher than you could say, buddy, you're not thinking about that right. And I've got some dear friends, Josh Fierstein. I got, uh, uh, you know, uh, another guy yesterday I was talking to named Josh. He just, these guys are elevating thinking. And I'm telling you, you got to have those people around you so you can, so you can prosper and move forward.
0: That's, and I tend to say, look, I really believe in the adage that you're the average of the five people around you. And when you start stepping up the people that you're around, your, your thinking will change if you're around People who sit on the couch and don't do anything and have no aims, have no goals, have no work ethic, responsibility, bigger dreams, bigger visions. That's what you're going to be. You're going to match up with them as opposed to if you elevate yourself and connect to other people who have already been where you want to go, they can show you how it's possible. And they can open up your mind to more steps and more things. That's why you need. If you want to run for government, start getting yourself around people who have run, because until you do, you'll see it as I could never do that. I don't know. It's it's complete secrecy. Go to our conference. Our conference is there to help make it easier for you to understand how to actually get involved and how to run. So, that being said, um, let's go ahead and round this out. We will be back here saturday 9 a.m and guys we're always punching we're always moving forward because we know we can't stop and neither can you and that's okay it's more fun this way it's more fun to get involved it's more fun to move forward
1: and keep sharing the video guys keep sharing these things they're getting traction the moment we get traction the more we get bucked back happens every time but we're still our views are increasing on other platforms right so if you haven't subscribed go ahead and tell them where they can subscribe at too
0: so don't forget to subscribe on all of our major platforms. Go to the self truth.com slash podcast. You'll see all of our stuff there. We're on the Rumbles, the Bitchutes. We're on the the Facebooks, the Instagrams, SoundCloud, Spotify, all of that. So check us out. Be sure to share. Be sure to like. Guys, you guys you, know that system, yeah, right? Go on do YouTube. Go,
1: <laughs> you, you that are watching on YouTube right now, can you do me a favor? Share this video. Share it with your friends. Share the link with friends. Uh, this lady named Angela said, are we here live every day? That would be a dream. Uh, we're not there yet because we we have some uh, t- tons of other things that we're doing on the side. We can't go live every day, but we're going to try to put our lives, Angela, and if, so you guys know, we're going to try to put our lives on YouTube Mondays and Wednesdays as well mm-hmm. so we can be live with you guys as much as possible because there's so much to talk about. Um, we've been doing fireside chats, my wife and I, lately. Those are fun to watch. Uh, Mike will eventually be doing lives on his own, too. Uh, probably have his wife come in on it because she loves politics. Uh, no, I'm kidding. She hates it. <laughs> but he just had a baby, guys. They just had a baby. They have a boy. Another boy. There's so much testosterone in that house. Uh, His wife is... Pray for his wife.
0: Especially coming from Isaac, my four-year-old. So, (laughs) All right, guys. Until then, thank you so much for tuning in. Do not forget, we love you guys very much. And if you need anything, you let us know. Do not forget to let us know your questions, frequently asked questions, stuff you're getting hit with. You're like, I don't know how to answer that. Right. Come to us. Right. Let us know. We'll cover right. it. We'll right. do the research, help you out with it. Until then, Adios, guys, folks. I'm Mike Zamassi, we love you guys. Have a great day.